And welcome to the Tent Podcast, that is to say, the Thriving in Technology Podcast. Your hosts are Sam Moulton and Cecilia Taylor, members of the Influence Marketing Team here in NetApp. Today, we're introducing a co-host, Becky Elliott, a previous guest on an earlier episode. Thanks for joining us today, Becky. Please introduce yourself and let people know how to find you. Hi, I'm Becky Elliott. I work for a NetApp partner in Washington, D.C. You can follow me on Twitter at Becky L. Elliott, two L's, two T's, or you can check me out on my blog at BeckyElliott.com. Excellent. Hi, Becky. We're very excited to have you with us today to reboot the podcast. What was that? Well, oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I, oh, I'm excited to be here. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Do over. Okay. Um, or, or you like it, Cecilia, you like, cause it feels very authentic, right? Okay. All right, cool. So, um, Becky, <laughs> we, um, we're happy that you're with us today because, you know, we had a little bit of a hiatus there. It was, eh, it wasn't really a planned hiatus, but things got busy, you know, and, um, so, uh, in fact, the, the, Real busyness was really kind of on my end, and that was because of the A-Team ETL. So I would love to get uh, your impression of the ETL, but before we go there, I would love it if you would tell the audience what the ETL is. Uh, I think it's going to be, it'll be cool for me to hear one of the A-Team members try to explain it, since that's something I usually have to do, and you guys came up with that name, so... Go for it, Becky. So it's so the ETL is the, one of the second events where the A team gets together every year. So normally it's Insight and the ETL, which stands for Extract, Transform, Load. And it initially, according to Sam, it was a tech field day, and it's a lot like a tech field day in that we have the A team members, we have the NetApp A team advisors, and then we have the NetApp execs and TMEs, they present to us and they get feedback. I was disappointed that I couldn't attend this year. Mm, yeah, really we were all very disappointed, but none, none more so than me. Yeah, so tell me, what did I miss? I really want to hear this. <laughs> I think she's looking for a scoop, Becky. I heard about an ice cream hey, thing. I kind of want to hear about that story. <laughs> Oh, what was it? Four spoons <laughs> in a bowl? That. <laughs> oh, that. I thought you were talking about the ice cream Sunday bar that we had uh, on the, the second day of, of sessions. But yeah. So Becky, you want to tell the tell that story, the ice cream story? So we were we were at the hotel. We had this was our kickoff dinner, and so when it was dessert, they brought a big bowl of ice cream and four spoons. But we didn't have individual plates. I mean, so I assume that they. I mean, it's family style, so they probably thought we really were family. But we're not that much family. Yeah, we're not that kind of family. So, so Cecilia, there were multiple bowls with scoop. You know, multiple scoops in those bowls. And each bowl came with four spoons. So what ultimately ended up happening was some people got a lot of ice cream and some people got none because, you know, nobody was dipping their, you know, it wasn't like a communal spoon dipping thing. So, yeah, that was a miss. That was a miss. But 
you know, I think overall, and, and Becky, you may disagree with me. I think the, the, the food and the restaurants were pretty, um, pretty accommodating to such a large group, a large noisy group. No, yeah, I definitely agree. The food was really good. You, we were well taken care of. Good, good. Well, I want to tell a little story. Uh, it was sort of one of those, um, how would I put that? Uh, one of my more mortifying moments um, during ETL. So um, was very pleased that um, our new management chain, uh, Julie Chu and Emily Miller, both made um, some time to come and hang out in the um, in the session. So during those that, that period of time when we're in the conference room and we've got presenters coming and going and 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 so you know I really wanted them to see um, you know I, I wanted them to you know get a sense for how engaged you know AT members can be with you know the NetApp experts and for whatever reason when Emily came in there was uh, there was a lot of uh, quiet. Excuse me just a moment while I let my cat leave the room. <sighs> so sorry. Okay. Anyway, um, back to what I was saying. So I wanted Emily to be really impressed with, with the A-team members and how they ask such insightful questions and they get, you know, they have this like really great dialogue. Well, you know, it wasn't happening. So I'm typing in Slack. Okay. So we have an ETL channel in Slack. Love Slack. I'm going to plug Slack because it's like, it saved my life. And, uh, I don't know what all that beeping is. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. So, um, I'm typing in Slack saying, Hey guys, would you speak up? Would you ask some questions? I, you know, Emily's in the back of the room. I want her to understand, you know, how cool you guys are. So I'm typing all this away. And then Cecilia interrupts this train of thought with a, hey, Sam, you need to get her in the front of the room so you can do a selfie with, you know, the two of you with all the guys behind you, all the people, because it's not just guys, right, Becky? Not just guys. Anyway. Right. So in the meantime, I, I said, well, no, not in the meantime. I said, I don't know how, um, I think that might be difficult to do because Emily can't stay long. We don't have any breaks because I don't even... I don't even schedule in bathroom breaks. I, you know, we, we eat, you know, um, while people are presenting because it's just we're trying to fit so much into, you know, a couple of, a couple of days. So um, one of the uh, NetApp Tech Advisors, Jennifer Kaufman, gets the bright idea to take a photo of Emily. So at least she has, you know, there's proof that Emily was in the room. But Frankly, it wasn't the most flattering photo. Um, and so there were some comments in Slack about, you know, hey, that wasn't, that's not the best photo, you know. Uh. Unbeknownst to me, she is sitting in front of Matt Watts's computer. And he has allowed her to view the exchange that's happening in the Slack ETL channel. Okay. I don't know that she's doing this. And I see, I, I'm, I'm watching Cecilia just like, cracking up over here she's just like totally enjoying this whole this whole fiasco so emily actually starts <laughs> typing but it says matt so i'm thinking why is matt making comments like you know i look like my mother you know geez that's not a great photo and 
I'm, I'm like so confused. So, and then Paula Silva, she is DMing me saying, Sam, that's Emily talking. And I'm like, no, it isn't. She says, yes, it is. I said, no, it's Matt. Matt is pretending to be Emily. She says, no, it is not. So I'm still not catching on to this whole thing, right? And then we do the selfie. She does, she has a moment. She can come in front of the room. And now the light dawns. She makes a comment about how entertaining the ETL Slack channel is. I could have died because if you'd ever, well, okay, let me just say that sometimes the content in the Slack channels is not appropriate. And it certainly is not appropriate for my VP, okay? But she was a great sport about it. And, you know, she, she meant what she said. She said that, it, you know, she really was entertained by it. So I dodged, I dodged a bullet there. I really dodged a bullet. So I think I went on and on a little too long about that. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a thing. And now, you know, it's going to be a story. Um, she really, you know, if, if she wasn't seeing them engage with the, uh, the product experts and all that, she certainly was seeing them engage with each other. And that in and of itself is a pretty, pretty cool thing to, to witness. So there you go. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I love all your fault, Cecilia. How is it? Yeah. You started it. You started it. With I cannot me. believe that I started it. I was just wondering what happened. I didn't realize that I started it and I wasn't even in the room. Well, you started it by requesting the selfie. Oh. That's what got us into trouble. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, listeners out there, we haven't forgotten you. We're still going. In addition to the A-team, uh, the three of us have something else in common and something we're really excited about, and that is the Grace Hopper Conference. We've talked about it on our podcast before, but uh, we're going to ask you, Becky, could you tell us a little bit about it and why it's an important to all of us? So the Grace Hopper celebration is the large, it's the world's largest celebration for women technologists. And if you've ever been to a tech event, you know that there generally aren't a lot of women there. And so they hold this yearly and it is a large collection of women together talking about technology and career and things that are important to diversity and inclusion. And I have got to say that even though I was just picking on her a minute ago, that I have Cecilia to thank for the fact that I will be attending for the first time this year because she nominated me. NetApp is sending me to GHC and I'm, I couldn't be more excited. I really, I mean, after hearing what you guys have talked, you know, have, have, have shared about the, the conference itself, I'm very, I'm over the top, over the top. This is a very large gathering. There are over 10,000 women who will be women technologists who will be participating in this event. And every year it's growing larger and larger. And it's just a wonderful, empowering experience. So for all the women in tech out there, I would definitely encourage you to participate in this wonderful event. Hey, Becky, now we want to hear about your experience submitting an abstract for a session uh, for the Grace Hopper Conference. And uh, if you could tell us what led up to the topic you selected 
and uh, what you're looking forward to uh, in the future with it. Mercedes Adams reached out to me on Twitter and she asked if I would consider submitting to Grace Hopper. And so prior to that, it wasn't on my list, but I enjoyed Toastmasters and like public speaking is something that I, I kind of want to get into. So she kind of reached out to me and I started thinking, wow, that would be really cool. But Mercedes, it wasn't just me that Mercedes was reaching out to. 30 other women submitted submissions to Grace Hopper. And so she and MJ Schmidt had organized this workshop, kind of give women feedback and encourage them to submit. And so I think that two women were actually had their submissions accepted. And so they're going to be presenting. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And so I submitted my session on blogging, which is something that I'm kind of passionate about. Um, I am a huge believer in kind of telling your story. And I think that blogging is a really powerful platform for that. And so my topic is, well, the title of my session was blog like no one is reading. And it's like that whole concept that we all have like truths and stories to share. And you, when you write, you shouldn't be concerned what other people think of that. And there's a lot of power that comes from putting your story out there that you would encourage other women to put their stories out there. Just a lot of goodness. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I, I really am very impressed with how you have stuck with this. And I love reading your blog posts. I, I hope that I will um, at some point be able to carve out the time to do the same thing. And I know it's about prioritizing. And if I really want to do it, I'll do it. And there's a little fear. You know, um, to your point, it's a it's a little bit scary because if you do spend too much time thinking about the impression people will have when they read it, it silences you, right? right. So um, I need to I need I need to be like Becky when I grow up. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I need to be like Sam too. <laughs> so let's switch gears and talk about something I know is on both of your minds, Cecilia and Becky, and that is it's summertime. The kids are out of school. You both work full time outside the home. How are each of you handling it? Summer camp. <laughs> Summer camp. I see it. I saw a grimace on a Cecilia's face. <laughs> I'm not grimacing, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of like I am counting the days until August. Um, we're at July. So we're at July 1st. <laughs> we're at the beginning of July. So uh, only a few more weeks to go. Um, so do your kids stay home? Uh, for the most, my son did an extended school year. Um, he's in a, um, a, a special program that has more of an extended school year for him, but that was for the month of June. So for July, he's only off the month of July and he'll go back to school uh, the, the first week of August. My daughter has been out since the last week of May. Yeah, so they, they, their school year ends a lot sooner than ours does, Becky. Uh, East Coast, West Coast thing. And uh, so with my daughter, it's been, you know, she's just been soaking up uh, the Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) As long as there's enough for everyone, right? Right. So for me, it's kind of the opposite. Summer is a good time because my kids, they go to the summer camp where they're outside all day. So they come home really tired and ready for bed. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So, you know, um, do you have any tips? I mean, I, I think back to, you know, when I was going through this and, you know, you start planning months and months ahead, right? Trying to fill out the camp forms and think about, you know, what you're going to do. And it was, it was pretty daunting. Do you have any tips for moms who might be experiencing this for the first time? See, I wish that I did, but my life has been really unbalanced lately. And this summer, 
we actually felt, we usually get the filled out way ahead of time. This time it was like right before. So I, I wish that I had tips, but I bet you could find some really good tips at Grace Hopper. Oh, okay. And Cecilia? I have no tips. I'm still looking for them. I'm usually really good about preparing uh, and looking ahead of time. But as my kids have get, are getting a little bit older, it's been more of a challenge. And there, there are some options out there for camp, but getting to find out what they're really interested in doing and hopefully sending them somewhere where it's more of a specialty, whether that's coding or whether that's a, a specific activity and literally finding something in my area that's available is a bit of a challenge. So I always make great intentions at the beginning of the year. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to find it at January. I'm going to know what I'm going to do in July, but it's just, you know, it's still a challenge. So if anybody out there has any suggestions for me, I am welcome to hear them. May not help me this year, but I can definitely start looking for next year. I think we might want to revisit this on a future podcast. Perhaps, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just to revisit, you know, y- you were talking about your subject uh, for your Grace Hopper's submission about blogging. And uh, as I was thinking about it, I, and especially over the years of blogging, I wanted to know from you, Becky, what has surprised you the most from blogging? We all know that companies blog and, and most organizations do it, individuals do it. But what do you think, what have you been surprised by in your uh, journey? Hmm, that's a really good question. One of the things that surprised me I'm really curious about how other people's processes work, but how long you can actually spend on a blog. (laughs) On one post, you mean? Is that Yes. 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 And I'm really bad about it. Like right now, I probably have five posts that are just, they're kind of like in that limbo in my little workflow. And so just, yeah, I know that some of the guys, the NetApp 18 guys will talk about how they write a post in an hour. And I'm just amazed by that. Yeah. They just sit down and they pump it out. I I don't get that. Yeah. 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 Well, I kind of like the outline method for blogging, which is to kind of, I like to think of it as trees and ornaments. And like, you know, I love Christmas, right? So everything is like a Christmas tree and that's my outline. And then my ornaments are the details that go into it. So for a blog process, it's kind of writing that, you know, these are the five things I kind of want to make sure that I cover in this blog post and these, and then I'm going back and I'm filling in details and I'm asking myself questions as I go. Was I complete enough? Or did I make this thought completely? Unfortunately, I tend to obsess again as well. But at the same time, I think it it helps make the process flow a little bit better. So Um, what do you you use for that? Do you use Word or do you use like a mind Word. Just Word. And then just start from the big ideas. What are the five big ideas or the three big ideas? What do I want someone to come away with at the end of this blog? What is the to action if there is one? Sometimes the call to action is just to think about it. Right. You know, to to reflect on it. And maybe that's the call to action. But, you know, what are the things I really want to say? And then go back and in looking at each one of those things, what do I need to say about this particular point? Right. But for me, the... The, 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 the problem I'm having is I feel like, you know, most people have like a theme. There's something that they're focused on um, so that most of their content kind of relates to that thing. And I, I don't know, like, I don't, I worry that I might get started and, and be, you know, have plenty of content, but at some point in time, am I going to run out of things to say about this one area. And I, I'm just, I'm, yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, 
I have a hard time with that hole that you have to stick in one category. And so I, I don't think that you need to confine yourself to that category. Well, and at some point we're all going through life and life is just full of content. Yeah. I think, I think that what's interesting when you're doing a personal blog is the fact that you have various areas of your life and that's why they make categories. Like, right. So, you know, this category might be education. This category might be, you know, my obsession with the food network. This <laughs> Mine is with HGTV. <laughs> right. You know, but whatever. Just like we have conversations with people every day, we don't talk about the same things over and over. I hope we don't. We don't talk about the same things. We, we talk about different things. Well, blogging should be no different, but the blogging is done in a more you know, structured word format, if you will. Yeah. So if you think less in terms of, okay, I'm going to run out of things to say, more of this is what I have to say about this particular topic on this particular day. And again, don't obsess too much about it. And how about naming it? That's, that, I, can't even, I can't even figure out what I want to call it. Okay, is sammolton.com available? Right. I, I don't know, but that's or, or have it like or like don't call me Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Look at that. You 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 came up with an idea in, in seconds. In seconds, Becky. <laughs> don't call me Samantha. Oh my God, I love that. I mean, you can go. Can that and, be a blog name? Yes, of course. <laughs> right you can be right as now. broad or as specific as you want to be, especially when you stick to your own name, because you know there are many different aspects of your personality. You know, whether personal or professional or inspirational, whatever, there oh, there are different aspects. All right, <laughs> there are many oh. different aspects. So you have the opportunity to share what makes you you, what right. what what you are about in all of the different ways. And as in speaking to Becky's point about blogging to an audience of one, one person may be the only person who ever reads it. But you know what? That's typically not going to happen because the more that you blog the more that you amplify that blog, the more that people follow you and people will listen to you. Even if you don't even know them, even if you don't even have any connection with them, but as, you are, as you remain consistent, you build a following. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow, I'm feeling inspired. And it usually happens after I talk to uh, Becky and then oh, I don't know what happens, but I think I might have to talk to you every day for, you know, just <laughs> I a, love that conversation every day until I actually get my act together because I want to do it. I, I mean, I really want to do it. I just, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sometimes then. I think the challenge for people is also saying, when am I going to have the time to do it? Right. And I think that everyone finds their own ways of doing things that they want to do. And, you know, maybe that's you start a recording, your voice recording on your phone where you just kind of jot down some notes to yourself. Yeah. And or you just start journaling old fashioned handwritten style. Yeah. See, uh, I, that is probably how I would start because I do like to have a pen and a piece of paper, you know, I, it, which I realize is, you know, it's archaic. It's not in keeping with the. Okay, but you don't you don't need to assign that judgment to it. Exactly. Like sometimes there there are sometimes that I blog and I write things out depending on where I am and where I am. Yeah, I do assign. You're right. I I assign judgments. I I'm very judgy, 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 judgy. Yes. Ah. Yeah. But even like when you when you talk about time. So this year has been really hard for me with my commute. But I've blogged more than I've ever blogged before. Hmm. I mean, at some point, it, it becomes a priority. And I, I think for you, you recognize that it's, it's very helpful for you. It's very therapeutic for you to blog and that it helps y- keep your sanity when you are so crazy busy. Right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I have, I have journaled. I mean, if you could look at the shelf I have over here in my office, there are, oh, I don't know how many journal you know, books that I have started. Uh, I, I'm a real good starter. I uh, just, you know, I don't know, life gets busy or something changes. And I, I just, I can't find that. Like I'm an excellent journaler, journaler, uh, between the the uh, Christmas and New Year holiday, you know, it's the start of the year, and I'm feeling very inspired. And I've been, you know, I've, I'm rested, and the ideas, I'm, I feel more creative. And then you get back to work, and you know, it's one thing after another. So I'm making a lot of excuses here, as you can as you can tell. But so like one of my favorite things about blogging is accountability. And so I kind of wrote this blog post where I basically told everyone who read it that. I want to write more. Like I want to blog. And so by doing that, I kind of feel accountable for it. It's like, Hey, like I put this out there. I told everybody that, Hey, look, writing is part of my purpose. Like why am I not living up to that? Yep. Yep. Well, you have definitely inspired me again. So let's see, let's see if I can uh, follow through. I I would like to, that doesn't sound very committed. I, I let me, let me flip that around and say, it's not as crazy busy as it is going to get in a little while because uh, Insight is going to start ramping up. You know, the ETL is behind me now. So this would be the ideal time. And I'm on vacation this week. So why not? Right? Right. Okay, girls, I'm telling you. Okay. I'm right yeah, now. You just all of the Twit listeners. So they're that's all going to be That's right. Don't call me Samantha.com. Yeah. Don't call me Samantha. Pardon? I need to check huh? That's free. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I don't, I, and I, you know, and then of, I, I guess the first blog post I would have to write is why, why it bothers me when people call me Samantha. Oh, so. You don't have to have a reason for it to bother you. You just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and no, no offense to anyone whose name is Samantha and you like the whole thing, but you know, growing up, I was definitely Sam or Sammy. Sammy, I didn't like either. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Becky, this has been a great conversation. It's, <laughs> it's flowed. So I am so happy that you were able to join us and you can be, you can join us in some future episodes. And again, we want you to follow her on uh, the Twitters uh, at Becky L. Elliott, two L's, two T's. And we'll have information about, you know, along with the link in our show notes. So we do look forward to uh, hearing from you again. To all of our listeners out there, we know you have a bunch of podcasts you could be listening to. So we appreciate the time you took to spend with us. We hope you will add us to your list of must-listen-to podcasts. And we'd love to hear your feedback. What works? What doesn't? What would you like to hear more from us about? We encourage you to email us at ngtentpodcast at netapp.com or with your comments and your questions. Thank you again for listening. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you.